What's up, everyone? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 230 of Spinning Thoughts. My special guest is Pool Kids, and we talked to all four of them. Christine, Nicolette, Andy, Caden. They all join me, and we dive into their upcoming full-length self-titled record, due for release on July the 22nd via Skeletal Lightning. They are having a busy week, month, summer, 2022. This week, they just dropped a new single off the self-titled. It's called I Hope You're Right. It has a music video alongside it. They're heading out on tour with Intuit over it. We talk about all of this here in episode 230, but the band's so busy that we didn't even get to talk about them announcing support for another tour with Origami Angel. It's a good time to be in the band Pool Kids, to be a fan of Pool Kids, and to have a music podcast and interview the band Pool Kids. If you like this kind of content, make sure you give it a like, a comment, and that you're subscribed on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All of these things really help us continue to give you all this free music content. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Thank you to everybody who stays up nice and late and straddles that time zone with us. We love you, Adobe Radio, and everybody who tunes in for those weekly premieres. Without any further wait, let's dive into my conversation with all four members of Pool Kids. All right, so I am very excited to talk to my guests, Christine, Nicolette, Caden, and Andy from Pool Kids. Friends, welcome to Spinning Thoughts. Hello. Happy to be here. So, you know, I um, we have a lot to cover here, but I, I, I got to ask, I know we talked briefly before we started recording. Uh, it, it seems like, you know, some of you are just in some interesting positions here right now. What, what's the what's yes. the vibe? What was going on uh, last night and heading into today? <laughs> yeah, you're catching pool kids at a very interesting time right now. Um, Nicolette and I live together in this apartment in Chicago, and we threw a big housewarming party, and the whole band was here for it. We were up until like five in the morning, and like I dragged everyone out of bed for this. I um, watched the sun come up yesterday. Yeah, the sun did start coming up. Um, yeah, so th- there might be frequent bathroom breaks um, throughout this. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Uh, we're here to to have a good time, to talk music, and um, just kind of dive into things. So I'm glad that you made it. I'm glad that you had a good time last night. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, this will hopefully be an entertaining uh, conversation with pool kids. So, friends, at the time of this taping, we're around a, a little over a month until the self-titled album releases out into the world. I'm sure there's a spectrum of, of, of like thoughts and emotions as you lead up to a release. Talk to me about where you're at, what you're thinking right now at this stage of heading into this really exciting release. Um, I felt pretty like I thought I would be dying more like sitting on the record, you know, being like, oh, I just want it to come out. I want it to come out. But we've just been so busy with getting shit done. Like we'd filmed the music videos at like the last minute possible and just <laughs> stuff like that. And now we're preparing for tour. I'm so just like distracted by everything else that I'm I'm not that like I'm not like dying like. You know, yeah. it's like kind of hitting us in the face now. It's like, yeah, it's like there's been like a couple of like random wake up calls. Like every once in a while, we'll like receive like an email being from Jamie, our PR person who connected us for this, like being yeah. like, hey, you need to do this or hey, you need to fill out these legal forms from our label or something like that. And there's like, oh, my God, it's happening. Yeah. But nothing but excitement. Yeah, yeah it uh, it feels 
really good, honestly, because, you know, we've, we've put one song out, uh, I guess at this point, like 20 days ago or something like that, 15 days ago, two weeks ago, whatever. It's uh, around that amount of time. And the reception was like so overwhelmingly positive that Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, I, I, I can't wait to put out the rest of the record. You yeah, know? yeah. It was also nice because it was the first new music in four years, so it was really, really cool to see people that still cared, or right? Like, and actually, like, were like generally excited, gearing up for that. Yeah, like, oof, yeah. exciting. Yeah, I, I have. Could, go ahead. I was gonna say I have seen a lot of people on social media just getting really excited and rallying up behind the first single, and now you guys are gearing up for that second. So yeah, I mean it's palpable. Uh, people are ready for this. Yeah, I mean, we stretched nine songs, like, longer than I think I've seen any band stretch <laughs> such a small amount of songs, like, four years off of nine songs, so, you know, it's it's great that there's anyone still waiting around <laughs> for us, so. There's been a lot of mitigating circumstances the last couple of years, I'm sure, that have played Absolutely. into that time yeah. frame, and uh, look, at this point, I'm just so stoked to see bands that are still doing the thing, you know, going out there, touring, dropping new music. And um, so it's good to see the self-title coming from Pool Kids. Um, now, your band, in my opinion, is one of the more sonically diverse and interesting bands around right now. What influences this sound and, and what can we expect to hear with the self-titled album? Um, what influences it? I honestly don't know. It's just kind of what comes out of us. I don't really have like an explanation for it. Um, what to expect. Uh, we have some moments on the record that we feel are like true to our previous sound, which there, there's a chunk that feel that way. Physics Baby, the first single we feel like is one of those. We tried to release a song that like, oh, this is what people maybe would expect. And then there's lots of I don't know. We say there's moody chunks of the album is just what we call it, like slower. I don't know, moody stuff. And then there's Twilight soundtrack. Twilight soundtrack. Twilight soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Very Twilight soundtrack. And then there's some straight up just hype, overly hype, like way more so than previous pool kids. There's like a section of that, and then. I don't know. Uh, we also like talked a lot about like Lincoln Park and Evanescence when we were making this. <laughs> yeah. This record. So I feel like that comes through in like some like surprising ways. Yeah. So uh, I dive into that a little bit more. I mean, why Lincoln Park Evanescence? Like, is, is this uh, your jam? Like, or is there like truly like elements that will be felt in this release? I think it's something about how, you know, those groups like strove for a little bit of an, an anthemic sound, you know, <laughs> and we, kind of fell into that like not on purpose but (laughs) it's just yeah what came out yeah and uh I I would definitely say like the producer that we worked with Mike Vernon Davis was a huge part of that you know helping us create something that was a little bit more like maximalist than what we you know went into the studio with like everything that we played you know prior to entering the studio like that is on the record but there's an extra sheen of like you know uh magic dust or whatever you want to call it from the (laughs) from the studio when we first met with mike it was like so how do you want this to sound in terms of like minimalism maximalism and i was like what do you mean and he's like you know like guitars bass drums or i was like no i was like pedal to the metal with maximalism i was like i do not want this record just to sound like a four piece you know yeah band and we definitely (laughs) did that um, I mean, each of us were playing like random shit, you know, 
10 to 12 instruments each on the record <laughs> you know there's no like trumpet or violin but if we maybe there's had symphony. yeah yeah there's <laughs> symphony there's theremin marimba. there's marimba there's um u bass which is like ukulele bass banjo trash cans yeah. trash cans bell. yeah a bowl of water <laughs> a bowl of water yeah, yeah. Getting... fork yeah what what's the bowl of water <laughs> used for, for? Okay. Oh, uh, so if you like put a bowl of water and like, so we put it on top of like a uh, just like a mic on a bowl. Yeah, we literally like, <laughs> picked up a bowl of water. I will, I'll look for a photo. That's not you'll okay. It makes sense. And then he got water. tuning forks. Yeah, and so I forget which key the song was in. So we just took the tuning fork of that song, hit it, and then submerged it. So it just made like a really cool sound. It goes like Dew! you'll hear it on the song further. Oh wow! Okay, that's really exciting. <laughs> It'll, you'll be like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear that now. And some of these uh, instruments, I mean, I, I'm sure like, you know, maybe you don't have to be professionally trained in all of them to be able to make it work. But I mean, was there any instrument that is kind of random that pushed you? Like what, what was the most random like to actually execute? Was it hard to do these random instruments at all or no? It was, we were just like, fuck around. Honestly. Yeah. There was never any like pressure of like this. We need this part and you need to play it. It was yeah. just kind of like the bowl of water <laughs> that, wait that's the bowl of water yeah <laughs> man if nfts weren't so annoying you could I definitely go ahead and do an nft of that <laughs> <laughs> you can get the bowl of water nft from the pool kids <laughs> yeah. honestly it was kind of the type of thing where if if someone was like trying something and it wasn't working i feel like we either were just like okay whatever just don't do it or someone else would just give it a go until yeah. it works like it was just a big that that's really cool and i'm looking forward to um hearing all these different sounds um, and, and it really kind of adds to what I said earlier about your band sonically being one of the more diverse and interesting bands as I quote myself from earlier. So <laughs> really stoked for that. And uh, Andy, you kind of talked, I think a little bit about the studio stuff. Um, I know he may have walked. Oh, there he is. Hey, Andy. <laughs> Jesus, uh, I'm still here. I'm like a gargoyle on the bed. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I love this. Um, for, for, this is for all of you, though. I mean, are there any moments from the studio time that stand out, whether it's like a song that turned out differently than what maybe the demos were like or what you were going for? Or maybe there was a song that pushed you all as a band or even like one of you individually, just anything like that, any moments that stand out? uh song specifically i think I'm... when we uh, i think we started with the song further first and we yeah. did the like pre-production first we like went into the studio played the song a few times rearranged things and started tracking and then we came like mike the producer made us stay in the room for a little bit he's like oh, i'm gonna do something and we came in and he added like some textures and it was like oh like it was like the first time being like that's what a producer does. And yeah. Yeah. Like, this is going to be crazy. We're all just kind of like looking at each other. Yeah, like, all right. Like so we like have like, like we went in like pretty much knowing like having like most of the forms kind of squared away for like all the songs, knowing like chords. And like we had a couple of like mystery spots, but pretty much everything was like fully written and like performable from the band. It was just like, so what is this guy going to do at this point? And he even kind of looked at us. He was like, y'all came in with like hella prepared, yeah, way more prepared than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, but like, it's hard to pick out one moment just because I'll be honest, like the entire time we were making that album when we were we were went out to Seattle to do it, like was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. there's no like one like magic moment or it's like one song that like felt like I feel like what's more specific than others. like. What's that song I like changed the, the most? Pathetic. 
I don't think I, I feel like most of the songs were like 80 to 85 percent well snarf squad went through but that went through its most yeah before the studio that had some fucking <laughs> dark moments yeah yeah um there's a song what the fuck is it actually Arms called Arms. Was like we the snarf squad was like the work working title so we keep calling it that but um <laughs> had another working title <laughs> yeah coconuts there is one song that like started out as just like kind of a like pretty dreamy like moody song and then oh actually no 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 it had the tappy part in the beginning i don't know whatever it, it, it sounded cool like when it was like a demo just one like guitar and then for some reason bringing it together as a full band playing it exactly how it is in the demo it sounded like it sounded welcome like some, to kokomo island yeah it sounded like donkey kong country for <laughs> super nintendo kind of like that i kind of like that vibe in the like, worst way in the worst way like, we, I literally we had this moment of like are we a horrible band? Like, I don't know. But we, and then we ended up just totally taking the guts out of that song and turning it into like, we stopped the like, boom, 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 like tappy stuff. And we just made it like a, da da, like just chordy, more straight, like, straightforward rock. Yeah. Moments. And now it's great. And we play alive and like people love it and stuff. And we salvaged it. But yeah, that, that one changed a lot the most, I guess I would say. And I know that we've been talking about the studio time. I want to actually kind of look at what happens prior to the studio, which is more the writing process. Mm -hmm. This is a question I'm always super, super intrigued by um, different responses from bands. And it, sometimes it's not as magical as maybe one might think. But I am curious, how do you all go about writing songs and maybe more specifically uh, the writing process for the songs on the self-titled? Is there a formula that you've kind of come to find that works? Uh, or is it more of a spontaneous thing per song or per moment? Uh, definitely not on the spontaneous end, I would say. It always just like kind of starts as a just demo that I have um, that it, I just record on either GarageBand or Pro Tools and the two opposites. And then <laughs> I bring it to the band and I don't know then that's when all that yeah, shit starts changing and... get, it gets like torn apart from there yeah. pretty much like i'd say the foundation remains the same you know there's like yeah. a mood or a um a vibe that that christine is going for and we kind of just like tinker with it until we feel you know there's some comfort and then we shelve it come back to it like yeah. there's a lot of back and forth like these songs from you know demo to recorded version are pretty different from one another mm -hmm. like you can tell where they're going but yeah it's it's definitely been a cool process like working with Nicolette and Caden and Christine just like figuring out like how everyone's brain works you know? yeah it, it, it's it's funny like you definitely get a feel for like very specifically how everyone's different brain like works it's it's funny I know. we're twisted yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this is like the first time the four of us have written music together so right. it's uh you know there's there's songs on the album where i'm like this was like at the beginning of the writing process and this one was at the end and yeah. the songs that were at the end i'm like damn lp3 is gonna go crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there might be some twists and turns in the future <laughs> Uh, well, we, we won't jump ahead to LP3 just yet. We'll wait for July the 22nd to come around and and, and let you enjoy some of that for a while. 
Um, I have started. I have started some demos for LP3, but the grind never ends. The, the grind never ends. Yeah. Um, have you guys been on Skeletal Lightning the entirety of the band in terms of being signed? So we actually started out with no one. Like we technically released Safe Sex already, and then Skeletal Lightning sent us an email. Um, and also we had tried, we'd, I'd sent the record to a lot of people and no one was interested. <laughs> um, Sekiros was put it out. Oh yeah. Stekir. Okay. Yeah. Explain that. So there's a label out of Canada called Stekirosers, which is ran by a guy named William Osiki and David Mitchell. David Mitchell plays in Golfer and then William works for Top Shelf. And so it was oh. like a little math label and we were kind of the resurgence because they didn't put out anything in a while because that wasn't one of their own projects and, and then so, they didn't put out anything after yeah. either <laughs> like you were like oh they came back no and then, but yeah they reached out and we we're like the big thing was like getting on uh streaming platforms so like that was fucking cool yeah i didn't know how to i did not know how to do that so they just like did that for us which is <laughs> sick that was like the um, yeah. selling point they're like, being put it on spotify and we're like, oh. and I was like i don't know how to yeah. do that but beyond that they really didn't like do much and like they were very small like at most like a quote-unquote like tape label um and they were just kind of like friends like helping us out more than anything yeah and then about a month and a half or two after the album came out music to practice safe sex too we got a random email out of the blue from the team at skeletal and they were like they just heard us and we came up on their spotify and yeah oh that's that's awesome yeah and then we just kind of like you know talked to them a little bit and we're like i think these people seem like they have really good intentions actually like yeah, i guess we'll work with them yeah, and we were right so it's like a, it was a really interesting email yeah i'm, I'm sure sean's gonna watch this and he already knows where it's yeah i was gonna say do we call yeah. him out okay the header of the email was like skeletal lightning plus pool party and like, he got her fucking name wrong yeah, <laughs> no yeah. it became yeah. like a very wholesome joke between us yeah yeah oh that's yeah. that is uh <laughs> sean's sitting there like oh my god right yeah. <laughs> hey uh, you know it, it sounds like um sounds like no harm done right because here we are um yeah. I, I actually haven't talked to a lot of bands uh from skeletal skeletal lightning's roster one of my favorites on their label is harmony woods Uh, Talk to me about what it's like working with Skeletal Lightning and what's their approach to supporting bands on their roster? Hands off. (laughs) In the the best way. Yeah, they let us do what we want to do and they try to facilitate that, excuse me, as best as they can. And that's the dream. Their approach is literally just like, what are your goals? What do you want to do? And like, what do you need for us to help you? That's like their whole thing and there's never like you should do this or you need to do it it's like yeah. what do you want to do and how can we help like yeah. like once again there was four years between the releases and sean never once was like what's the next <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was it, just like take your time it's gonna be great like you guys are awesome it's like, like it's a passion project for them yeah. like they're they're in it for like they want to help fans yeah, yeah. and it, it's like, amazing like they're extremely communicative supportive kind yeah. um I just like I cannot say enough nice things about the team um, mm-hmm. that makes up Skeletal, and we're like crazy thankful to be working with them, yeah. especially for this upcoming release. They give like very massive parent vibes. Like they're so proud of you. Like, they <laughs> love and support. Yeah. It's just like immense. You want to say hi to Jalen Carter? They're sleeping on our floor right now. Yeah, that's another bad. <laughs> that's also a Skeletal Lightning. Please. Nicholas says no, but you can just cut it out if they don't want. If they don't no, want. no, this is perfectly fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jill and Carter say hi. They're asking about Skeletal Lightning. Hey. Hey. Yo. What's up? I'm Angelo from Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. You guys are going to make this episode. <laughs> Is it Skeletal Lightning great? Yeah, yeah. Th- I love it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, a record coming out. I can't say when actually because it's not been announced, but it's relatively soon. So and? another band if you want to talk to, they're like no. incredible people. What did you have an album? Oh, I played drums on that record too. Jeez, you guys are all over the place. I like it in in a good way. You're all over the place. <laughs> yes, but yeah, no, that record is really cool and like yeah, it's was a slammer. If you are interested in hearing like a record about four drummers being on it and all this other stuff too, like that's got to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody's got to check out uh, Skeletal Lightning and all of the bands on their roster. Definitely a fan over here. Uh, the la- one of the last questions I want to ask about the album before we dive into a few more specific things is overall, what do you hope people get from listening and experiencing the Pool Kids self title album? I just hope they like feel something, you know, I don't know. It would yeah. be cool to like evoke emotion in other human beings. Yeah. I hope the little music kids feel inspired. I hope the kids who like don't play music are like get emotionally attached to it. I hope like, yeah, I hope this is not just like a record kids hit play on. And then that's that. <laughs> from start to finish, is it is it an album that you should sit through from the first track all the way to the end? Is it one that you could throw on shuffle? Like, what do you guys think about it in that perspective? I, yeah, I feel like most albums, you you should definitely listen from top to bottom. Like, I feel like every put, artist is going to say. Every artist is going to say that. And we put yes. a lot of care into, like, sequencing and transitions. And, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, really cool, like, sneaky stuff happening in between, like, every track and stuff like that they like blend together and stuff so i mean like at the end of the day everyone's gonna have their favorite songs and like in the in the playlist playlisting like streaming era like there's no like controlling like how people like consume the album we're not just like limited to exclusively cd or vinyl but i really think that for those who have the patience to sit down and listen to the album from song one to song 12 12 thank you it will be they will be rewarded <laughs> that's my favorite way to go about it i'm a big vinyl head we'll talk about vinyl here in a little bit and so i am looking forward to to hearing the work of art from start to finish so coming up here on june the 14th the band is releasing the next pre-release single uh it will be out by the time this episode airs on adobe radio so really looking forward to hearing that now um i think there's gonna be a music video for this one as well is that correct Yes. yes, it sure is. Awesome. I'm more nervous for that than I am the record dropping. <laughs> okay, so so talk to me about that. Why is that? Uh, because I fuck a mannequin in the video. <laughs> but yeah, we're definitely going for shock value on this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna ask for you maybe to expand a little bit on maybe the messaging of this song and also why this track was selected to be another early introduction to the self-titled album. Um, we wanted to pick when we were deciding the three singles, we wanted to pick one example of each of the kind of like moods I talked about, like, oh, there's typical pool kids, which we chose for physics baby. And then for one of the moodier tracks, that's, I hope you're right. The single that's about to come out, we picked that one. And then arm's length that used to be coconuts. That's like the hype one. So we just wanted to pick an example of each. So that's where that decision came from. Um, I forgot the other questions you asked. Yeah, what is that? Uh, what are you singing about? Like, what's the, oh, the vibe of the video? Um, 
What's well, the song about? <laughs> the song is about um I well it was just inspired by I had a friend call me after like a date gone wrong and it was just like weird boundaries like were crossed and I don't, I don't know how else to say it but um I don't know she ended up like crying on the phone with me and being like this always happens like I don't know men not respecting boundaries things like that but and yeah then I just kind of like made a fictional song based off of that um conversation are and... a lot of your songs based off of experiences that you have or conversations that you have or, or is there no kind of um conformity to that um it's, it's yes and no there's like there will be bits and pieces like oh this chunk of this song is like true to my life but then like i'll kind of craft like other fictional things around it that i feel like accurately address like emotions that i have but aren't necessarily attached to the situations i'm talking about um yeah i don't know it's kind of like making fictional stories to express certain emotions i would like to express i guess Speaking of music videos, there is an awesome music video out currently for the current single that's out. That's Physics Baby. Talk to me about how the band approaches the visual side of your art. And are there any memorable things from that experience, that video shoot for that song? This band fights and argues more over visual creative stuff than anything (laughs) like Sonic. Like, it's actually insane. Um I don't know how we approach. We just all have a lot of opinions. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're all like pretty deep media consumers too. (laughs) Like each of us has like, you know, this, this spectrum that we're like focused on and fixated on. We're like, Oh, we have to like incorporate this element in some capacity. And so I feel like that reflects itself like quite a bit in the visual aspect of our band, as opposed to like, you know, the, the Sonics, um, not that it doesn't have an effect on the sonics as well but like <coughs> the visual thing is you know i guess it's like outside of our like primary wheelhouse mm-hmm. so there's a lot of conversation about like hey like you know what's the what's the look of this video like is it is it going to like blatant or not blatantly but like is it going to accurately reflect like the vibe of the music or do we want to go outside of what the music is saying and make it like in the case of that's physics baby like it's more playful with like a hint of surrealism and the next music video is more like you know we (laughs) tried to make an a24 movie yeah um Kaden is very into the visual side of the arcades of the band mainly for like merch and like album art and stuff not so yeah. much the music videos I think that's like the coolest part is like a, a cool physical product yeah. yeah yeah and making physics baby was a lot of fun because we went out to work with the producer who made the album <coughs> his wife um one of the things that they do um and adi- like Mark Mike does in addition to like pr- producing records and playing in bands and such is they also make music videos on the side oh wow um, so when we found that out, we were like, oh, my God, it'd be so much fun to, like, work with you again in some capacity. So they wrote, like, the treatment and such mm-hmm. and sent it to us. And then we had a million revisions and like, yeah. rewrites and stuff like that. And then they were, like, super collaborative and, like, just, like, a lot of, like, fun going back and forth with them and then flying out to Seattle to make that music video again. It was, like, really a blast. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was sort of a cherry on top of, like, the whole process, you know, because the album was done. Um, it sort of felt like, man, our next creative project together like might not be for a really long time. And it ended up like not only being out. like a month or so, you yeah. know? 
Yeah, you guys are doing it. I mean, really, um, there's a lot of content, a lot of marketing, a lot of excitement, as we talked about earlier. So looking forward uh, to I hope you're right when it drops on June the 14th and the music video. Does it come out right alongside the single or is it spaced out at all? Yeah, all the singles are going to be like it all. <coughs> yeah, all I think that the song will probably be live, you know, midnight yeah. on Spotify and streaming, whatever. And then the I guess tomorrow video. night. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. damn. Holy shit. Uh, that's yeah. what we're talking about like this is too fast it just keeps like hitting us in the face yeah it uh time is is crazy anymore it, it seems to be moving slow and fast all at the same time yeah mm-hmm. now i know we 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 loosely mentioned um merch so i want to dive into that i think your band has a lot of really cool merch in support of the self-titled album uh, one of the main items is, of course, vinyl. Uh, you have three different variants right now that I'm seeing, 180 gram in black, baby blue in blue jay color and color, and the now sold out tricolor striped pink bone double mint. I am a big vinyl collector myself. Anybody who follows us on TikTok knows that. And if you look behind me, you can see a bunch of stuff back there. I can't imagine. I truly can't imagine. I used to play in bands a while ago and all those failed, so I started a podcast instead. <laughs> I I can't imagine what it feels like to have a body of podcast work. pipeline. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was inevitable, I guess. But um, I, I honestly cannot imagine what it would feel like, at least for me, to have a body of work that I created on wax. To me, I just feel like that is so damn cool. Talk to me about how it does feel to release this self-titled album on vinyl and. Um, and you're already seeing some of these, at least one of them sell out. How's all that feel? It's just, it's pretty wild. Like just like support, like people don't have to do it. People don't have to like buy products from you, let alone like online. And I don't know, like you don't know half the people and it's just like really, it's just nice. Yeah. That feels nice. It's just like, it's crazy. Like feeling like uh, some like music is weird in that like you don't get a physical product at the end for it like you have a song that just exists and <laughs> so, on and so forth and like getting the vinyl pressing is like in my opinion feels like the closest you can possibly get to like a painter is done painting and now they mm-hmm. have a painting and like now we have like this here's the album yeah. in my hands etc uh-huh. etc et so I think that's really cool and I don't know I like started like digging through my parents and grandparents record collections back in high school so like i've been like like i on and off have been like collecting vinyl for like the last few years kind of like fell off for a little while but like being in a band that has vinyl like makes vinyl has been like a really surreal thing when i when it happened with the first album i was like that's freaking Mm -hmm. crazy and then once again like it's like hitting me all over again i heard it Already ordered my copy. Nice. Don't know when to get here. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies to anyone who ordered one and is waiting until the year 2023. Yeah. yeah. It's well, not I, hope, I hope humankind makes it. Yeah. <laughs> production is just so backed up right now. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is. And I actually want to touch on that real quick. I mean, obviously, the, the, the world's circumstances have created, not just within music and within vinyl, but in so many areas, really. Um, production delays, turn time, cost of materials, all these things, especially with vinyl records, have really been hit hard. I see a lot of discussions from bands uh, and, and, and even more so labels about 
what is the best approach? Like, I've even seen labels kind of go on to, like, Twitter and post polls. Like, would you rather see a band announce vinyl alongside the album, or would you rather the, the vinyl be announced when it's in hand? Uh, obviously, the band made the decision to announce vinyl alongside the album release. As you all mentioned, vinyls do sometime, I think I saw spring of 2023. Yeah. Uh, what were the discussions like um, around this topic, and why did you land on the decision you made? We actually all agreed on that. I think. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's been so long since we've put out music. And like, it just felt necessary for us to have, like, the body of work out before like a physical thing you know yeah um, we couldn't make people wait you know exactly another like another year <laughs> like by the time our record comes out it'll be i guess almost four, four years to the day almost correct? four years to the day yeah. and you know in our world like you have to tour to survive mm -hmm. and we needed to tour on new music like yeah it was <laughs> As, as we said like we stretched those not nine songs out quite a bit <laughs> yeah it's the four-year anniversary tomorrow is Even it wow hey congrats on that oh yeah wait a minute no no it's july because star squad comes out on, oh. on the, it's a month from tomorrow <laughs> it's well, july then early congratulations on that for you all. <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> Do, do any of you four have a favorite variant uh, of this pressing of the self-titled? I'd have to actually see in person because yeah, we same. always get surprised how it actually looks in person. Yeah. Um, I like really cared about the first pressings. So like three, the three different pressings, you have like your music listening one. The tricolor yeah. is supposed to represent the inside of the rainbow and then the blue one is like the outside. Yeah. Afterwards, it's fucking whatever. But I was like, the first ones have to mean something in some kind of cool way. Yeah, yeah. and like Caden really pushed for the 180 gram just because he's like was very big on like sound quality has yeah. to be well, there. We like grinded really hard for like yeah. a really beautiful sounding record, and I was like, you have to have at least that option exist. for people who yeah. like are true vinyl heads. Yeah, you don't see a lot of bands doing that. I was I was pleasantly surprised to see that. A lot of people don't want to buy just a plain old black vinyl colored, you know, album either. But I am seeing some bands and labels lean back into that, and especially the 180 gram. And there is a difference. You know, there there definitely is a difference, in my opinion, when you listen to, you know, standard wax and one on 180 grams. So it's cool to see it. Yeah, we're like where the that record wax and variant, it doesn't lack in sound. So <laughs> Absolutely. Now, um, <clears throat> to finish off this discussion around merch, something else that I saw that you all were doing is this 60-page uh, photo book. And it looks, just the idea of it, I love the idea of it. I think it's creative as hell. Talk to me about where this idea came from, uh, what can people expect to see within it, and who was involved in, in creating this and bringing it to life? This idea was all Caden's endeavor. I think it was Sean, actually. He, like, approached uh, us because he was like, I want this to be captured. Sean is the label scalpel. Yeah. Sean, yeah, he wanted to, like, all this captured. He's like, this is going to be, like, special. And so he wanted us to have a photographer in the studio. But at the same time, Andy and I both shoot film. And then Nicolette started shooting film. So it's a lot of photos from, like, our point of view of each other and some of, like, Ron, the, the, the photographer's point of view of us at the time. So it's got photos of us, like, in the studio, photos of us around, uh, around Seattle yeah. and Portland, the flood. And then there's, like, a little Q&A inside of it as well. And there's like scans of like certain moments. Like there's like a scan of a piece of paper that says, do you have any acid? And that was slipped to us under the studio by like a, a stalker. stalker. Yeah. Not, oh. our, not a stalker of us, but Isaac Brock stalker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So there's that, surprises in there. There it does. It sounds like there is going to be some surprises there. And there's even more merch. I think there's tapes. There's CDs. I saw a necklace. Uh, is it uh, off of one of the songs? Pathetic, right? Yes. Yeah. It's can a, you grab it? Yeah, it's one of the songs. Oh, you have one on hand. Yeah, yeah, they just came in the mail. I'll show you. To Please do. Um, another band that does really cool merch like that is Vile. I don't know if you've all listened to Vile before. Oh, the yeah. TikTok band. <laughs> the, yeah, they do like these handmade earrings and stuff like that. Really awesome. We talked yeah, to them earlier this year. Packs too. Oh, yeah. I also embroider a lot. Yeah. This is the well, some embroidery pieces. Pathetic and... necklace. Oh, look at that. Nice. A hand embroider. Oh, I love that. And the necklaces, I think, are limited to, what, 50, if I'm remembering? Go for, I'm going off of memory here. Yes, that is right. So everybody's got to get on those if you want to be part of that. I really like when bands um, do these little kind of special things, these releases and whatnot. So um, definitely go check that out. Where's the best place for people to pick up merch for you all? Poolkidsband.com. There we go. That's easy enough. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you all a little bit about uh, this tour that's coming up. So by the time this episode airs, you, I think, are going to be out on the road. Starting on June the 15th, uh, Pool Kids will be heading out on tour as main support for Into It, Over It. That's really exciting. Um, how do you all prepare for a tour like this, both like mentally, because the mental toll of touring is is real, and, and how do you also prepare professionally? Like, are you it practicing? Is that why you all or together yeah. besides the party last night and stuff like that. Uh, how, how do you right. go about prep preparing for something like this? It's definitely like a system we have locked down because we're a long distance band. Her mm -hmm. in Chicago and he lives in Florida. He lives in Pittsburgh. Um, so we just meet up like a week or so beforehand and we just marathon practice um, the whole time we're together. So that's what we will be doing today after this. Um, that's it. We just, we just practice, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah, and then I just like pack my bag and we go. <laughs> That's it. Are you <laughs> anticipating on playing mostly songs from the self-titled or will some previous songs trickle their way onto the set? I'm sure that, you know, you have limited time and whatnot, but I'm curious to your approach to that. We actually have a pretty long set. We have a 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Damn. 70% new material. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Is, okay. there a, is there a song off the self-titled that you're looking forward to playing the most live? All we've, of them. We've, I, I'm so excited to play all of them. Like we always talk about that exact question. Actually, we all have different answers. But um, well, let's let's hear them. Is there? Have you landed on any yet that you're definitely like, yeah, this is the one? I uh, pathetic. I'm excited to hear. That's the the closing track, which we're not playing on this set. But I don't know. That's my most excited. Andy was really excited to play "Comes in Waves," yeah. which we are playing. Nice. Um, I don't know. What else? Oh, uh, always, 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 always better. Almost always better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Really yeah. excited for that. Definitely go check out uh, Pool Kids and Into It Over It. I'll have up on the screen here uh, the tour graphics. So check and see your date. I think that uh, one of the dates already sold out. What was that? Philadelphia. So mm -hmm. that's exciting. I'm sure more are probably trending in that direction. So definitely get on tickets to go see everybody. Uh, couplets on that as well, too. So I forgot to mention them. So definitely go check out that run of shows um this this is going to be my last formal question for you all and i want to thank you uh for being here and spending time with me and spinning thoughts and our listeners um I, for those who don't know, i like i i was debating whether or not talking to you about this because i don't know how often you actually get asked about the Haley williams um yeah. post 
And I'm sure it's probably a lot, but I'm going to take the opportunity to ask about it. So for those who don't know, in 2019, Haley Williams from Paramore posted about Pool Kids and the album at the time, Music to Practice, Safe Sex 2, saying this, quote, this is what P. Moore wished in all capitals, wished we sounded like in the early 2000s. Love hearing mathy, twinkly parts mixed with heavy moments. This kind of music will always be very special to me. Go see this band play a live show. I bet they're so cool live. I think I messed up. I literally get like chills just hearing it again. <laughs> That's like the best thing to ever happen to us. Yeah. It's, it's, un, it's unreal to me to um just... Right? um. Haley Williams Paramore, like what uh, an important voice um, in not just our community, but the music world at large. I mean, Paramore is all over the place. Um, like I said, I'm sure you may have been asked this before, but I was hoping you could reflect on that moment. I know you just said you got chills. Um, <laughs> but reflect on that, um, what that comment meant to you all. And does it mean anything to you still today? Yeah, I mean, me, like personally, she's an idol of mine, of course. I, you know, since those 12 and seventh grades was just like, you know, obsessed with her music and her and to have, it's not, it's not only the fact that she acknowledged her band, it's the fact she said like, this is what we wished we sounded like. It's just like, un- it feels like something that didn't actually happen. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just, I like randomly think about it sometimes when I hear like Paramore playing in the grocery store, I'm just like, holy <laughs> fuck, I can't believe that happened. Um, I actually DM'd her afterwards. Just, I was like, this is my opportunity to talk to her, you know? Hell yeah. Like, I was like, you have no idea how much this means, like, blah, blah, blah. And she was so nice. She like responded and just kept chatting with me, like DM, like she is so genuine and cool and nice. And yeah, crazy. Wow. Another thing about it is that it happened on April Fool's Day. Yeah. And so. You're right. Oh my God. It happened on April Fool's Day. I was at Starbucks doing homework and uh, my phone goes off and it's, it's like, Yaley Williams or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, it was like tagged you in a post and I'm sitting there and I'm like weird and I thought I thought maybe it was like a fan account or something because cool yeah. kids obviously was getting lumped in to Paramore stuff at the time they were like oh girl vocalist yeah and so I thought yeah. it was like a like a stan account or like something because it's April Fool's Day then I'm like wait like I like I would not get this notification if like I wasn't following her and like all this stuff so like I swipe it and then yeah sure enough like i'm on her story and i'm like oh my god <laughs> so like i screenshot it and send it into the pool kids chat with like the label and the thing is christine was a teacher at that time so she wasn't on her phone so yeah. she didn't know about, like, <laughs> oh. yeah that was the craziest thing to like come back to. i was in a meeting like at the end of the day and i think i like peeked at my phone and they were like someone said something like don't like do anything until Christine knows or something like that. Like wait for Christine. Wait for... And I was like, what? And then I just scrolled and I saw like Haley Williams name and I was like, <gasps> like what the fuck is happening? And I just wanted to get out of the meeting and I finally got out and it was just like, it was the, definitely probably the craziest day of my life. Also do like, you... she took a huge risk. Like she didn't have to post about us. And like another thing is like, we could be absolutely insufferable about it and make it our personality. And That's true. That's <laughs> true. Like, you could just be obnoxious about it and so like her just being like hoping that we weren't crazy or like just like taking yeah. that risk like it was is incredibly nice she was um when i was like damning her <laughs> we're like we're not annoying and i'm like punishing her in her dms <laughs> but um she uh she was like oh um 
she was checking our tour flyer to like see if she could like see us and stuff and that was crazy I'm like oh my god and I invited her to like the next show or two but then she's like oh I'm playing Bonnaroo I'm like of course you are <laughs> yeah and then oh I'm doing vocals for bit. she had a very good excuse every time but and then I decided to leave her alone do you all know how she stumbled upon pool kids at okay. all I think it was the day we released are you familiar with pool Okay. Uh, we, wait, is this the, are you, you all do like, was it like the hardcore album or yes. something like that? Oh, wow. Yeah. For some reason, I completely didn't put those together. That's awesome. So we released that like that day, yeah. right? Yeah. On April Fool's Day. And so there was a lot of like buzz on that. I remember and, that. Yeah. And so it was on the same day. So I think the buzz just crossed her path. Someone from like, yeah, Bandcamp. I think, I think uh, Zoe from Bandcamp also did a write-up on music to practice safe sex too on the same day because of pool because of pool yeah, yeah. Oh. and i was for just, those who don't know what pool is please well, he just said it it's the, the it's hardcore a, yeah, it's joke hardcore EP that we released yeah. on april Fool's Day. yeah and uh i was just also very thankful that she Haley williams like did the shout out on safe sex and not pool because <laughs> that would have i would have been like what a waste like you don't like our actual music you know what i mean but I, yeah, I think she found out it was because of the pool hype. So. Are you? Is there plans to do anything like that pool album again, or was that a one-off kind of thing? I think it could be. I want. I want to do a. Pool I want to do it again. I want to do a pool pool kids split so bad. And I'm fully. Back <laughs> I think. We're, I think we're like 50-50 on that. Kate and I are very about it. I don't know about the rest of the band. The pool pool kids <laughs> split is seriously. I think a genius idea like that. I like that. That sounds cool. I don't know how Andy feels about it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's really cool. And I I appreciate you uh kind of going down memory lane there with uh Haley from Paramore. What what a what an experience that had to been. Um and it's just good to see the band um is rocking and rolling. We've got the self-titled release coming up on July the 22nd via Skeletal Lightning. So much to be excited about. The tour coming up. New single on June the 14th. Before we go, though, friends, uh, is there anything else that you would like to add? Anything else you'd like to say? Is there anything that I fucked up that we need to correct on the record here right now? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think there's any. You killed it. Yeah. Thank you. I'll let you know if Jillian Carter doesn't want their <laughs> like, thing in there. They're um, sleeping bodies. Yeah. But Andy's really good with words, so we'll let him do the closing statement monologue. Oh, please. Uh yeah, love to be on the spot when I'm uh <laughs> horrifically hungover. Uh yeah, we just hope that the music like gives people something to hold on to, like a little reprieve from the uh you know, the mundane existence that we're all forced to to, <laughs> to endure. And uh yeah, I think um, you know. The girls say this all the time, but, you know, it's it's really cool to see people inspired to, like, pick up instruments and, and do creative projects on their own. So hopefully this inspires people to give it a shot. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Andy, you are a master with words. That was so that was so perfect. Uh, so hopefully we see some of that, some some other uh, wannabe or, you know, soon to be, I guess is probably the better way to phrase it, soon to be yeah. musicians to pick up an instrument and to share their art with the world. Christine, Nicolette, Caden, and Andy, I want to thank you all, seriously, so much for taking the time to talk to me and for being here for episode 230 of Spinning Thoughts. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Yeah. 
Once again, I want to thank Christine, Nicolette, Andy, and Caden of Pool Kids for being my guest here on episode 230 of Spinning Thoughts. Make sure you go pre-save, pre-order the self-titled album. It releases on July the 22nd via Skeletal Lightning. They're on tour right now with Into It, Over It, and then they're going to be on tour later on this year with Origami Angel. While you're finding out all the information for that stuff, make sure you follow us on all social media at Spin Thoughts. We have a website where you can check out reviews from over 10 or 12 or 15 contributors that we have here on the team, thespinningthoughts.com. Premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Do not forget to leave a like, leave a comment. Are you excited about everything that Pool Kids have going on? Let us know in the comments down below. Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast platform. And we'll be back again, same time, same place. Until then, make sure you share music, spread love. 